You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. You know... As the internet's only college football podcast, we've barely talked about spring ball. And I think that um, I wanted to go over the most important spring game. Because remember, spring is a time of renewal. Spring is a time where we take what is dead and bring it back to life. Spring is a time when we re-examine what it means to be a member of a team. And the most important spring game, as we all know... Is Avengers Endgame, baby? Yeah. Good save. Yeah. Good save. I thought you were about to talk about football, but you saved it at the end there. The only way we can break the Bama attendance record. Yeah. I just turned it. I mean, do you think I was going to discuss how impressive it was that Miami got 9,100 people to go to Orlando? No. Because the American Association of Cardiologists does that like twice a year. Please. And they have money. Unlike Miami. Since we are the world's only college football podcast, we are joined tonight by Stephen Godfrey, who uh, he, he writes about college football, now. he writes about NFL, writes about the NBA. Um, Godfrey, do you podcast at all? Mm-mm. I'm glad to be here. No, this is my first one. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Two lies. I'm very uh, happy to be here. It's um, very professional, and uh, I just hope I do a good job. What would, um, what would a bad job on this we've show We've been be? disappointed in you before. What would a bad job be on the shutdown full cast? Um, Clear audio and salient thought? I was going to say the first live show audio. Oh. Which, to be clear, was recorded by professionals. We, hit, we actually yeah, that's, that was Godfrey's 
Wasn't oh, that man. Godfrey's last appearance on this show? I, I think, think so. Yeah, I think so. Dun, dun, dun. That first that first live show audio does sound like one of those uh, A and E shows where with the paranormal investigation. There's very clearly a dead body or some sort of Native American burial ground located. Yes, it's true Norwegian black metal, bro. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's it. Down. None more brutal. Mm. Little did you know How we, we hit... say, Wait, Jason taught me this. How do you say brutal with a V again? Uh, brutal. Brutal. <laughs> brutal. It's, a, it's just an implied umlaut. Little did you know we hit an infinity stone, infinity stone in that live show audio. No one will ever find it. No one will. Oh, dare. is it the one where we get to kill somebody? Those are all of them. I think it's definitely the reality stone. Ooh, the competency <laughs> stone. The treble stone. We have less interesting. <laughs> the Ryan Ryan Nanny's Infinity Gauntlet would be astonishing. The baking stone. There should be <laughs> that's a thing already. Yeah, yeah, that exists. The pizza stone. The G Cal invite stone. <laughs> Dude, I'm actually thinking I would prefer to have your gauntlet. There should be. There the actually should. Gauntlet. There actually should be a very boring. Like there should be a the. Uh, uh, let's wait. Let's let's make our gauntlet. What are the stones? What's okay. boring about this? Absolutely nothing. No, I said the there should be one boring in- emotion. Okay, fine. No, no, no. I think the shutdown full cast infinity gauntlet is a thought exercise I am here for. Okay, All Holly, right. what so is your first, stone's contribution? I no I wait. For, up for, the pizza stone. She's got the pizza stone. For my stone, the crosstalk stone. Oh wait, no, mine's the mine's the attention stone. The attention stone. <laughs> wait, this is a Captain Planet type exercise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're great at those. This thing is like that other thing. This is internet. <laughs> yeah, mine is uh, mine is the let's see, vagrancy stone. Vagrancy stone. Can I be Earth? No, no, no! You have to be heart. No, Jason, you're wind, wind, yeah. or water. You you have to be one of the outside stones. You have the stone that controls animals, but only at a thirty foot distance, producing noise. Right? Wait, you're like Spencer, I can. Why don't you just have the dog stone? The dog, the dog stone. All dogs. What does this one do? You can speak, commune, and control all dogs. You'll be amazed at how non powerful this actually is. <laughs> That's the same power as Aquaman, but on dirt. <laughs> that's it often how i've thought of man that's basically how i thought of spencer is dirt aquaman <laughs> barqua man that's it he doesn't like to get wet <laughs> how do we defeat him i don't know just pour some water on him it's pretty easy he doesn't like to bathe wait no that's gremlins yeah that's there's really not much difference actually in terms except for the feeding after midnight um jason gets the ability oh my god to... and we can't get you wet see this is all adding up yeah but he's constantly wet uh, from sweat <clears throat> that's different and i don't like it see that's my curse <clears throat> wow yeah just, this is infinity... a walking misery factory <laughs> that's this my se- that's my secret cap i'm always sweaty like and subscribe to our college football podcast godfrey what is your infinity stone um I was just going to totally set this one out, to be honest. Um, <laughs> the God, apathy like stone. The yeah. apathy stone is a good one. The, also, these should technically be futility stones if it's our podcast. I was going to say, spoken like Ole Miss during preseason. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say the Ole Miss stone, but futility stone covers it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> the resignation stone. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> get what you know if you if you put it on you can knock bama out once every three years but it'll cost you buddy <laughs> i'm being punched in a li- i'm being punched on a limb that has long since been sawed off there's no there's not even phantom pain there it's, it's i have like, no idea why you're swinging there it's more like uh, you know Ole miss and you made us think about Ole miss so now we're going to talk about <laughs> i know i love body, it body, it's not even about body. you at all now mm-hmm. yeah also godfrey what's more old miss than like than like complaining about a limb that you lost at shiloh <laughs> ah, i can't even feel it at this point if old if red skull goes to godfrey like to, to acquire this stone, you must sacrifice old Miss football. Like, Red Skull's not even finishing the sentence. Done. <laughs> Done. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Fucking Colonel Reb. Colonel Reb is hurtling off the edge of the cliff. <laughs> oh, my lord. <laughs> Daddy. Daddy. Godfrey turns around smoking. Godfrey, oh, boy, you certainly wouldn't. Ah! I don't understand so, why uh, he says this wasn't art because this is literally every William Fogner story ever. <laughs> You're gonna have this to, is exactly what it's like. He did a Thor movie. Throw your daddy off of this cliff. Oh, okay, which cliff? Which cliff? This one. Did alive? Does he have to be alive at the top? Yeah. Well, we have. Um, we do have. We asked everybody for their extreme marvel hot takes because we got some in this room yeah but before we do that we need to establish the definition of a hot take um we do not mean something like yeah i don't know thanos is okay no no this will not do no our baselines for establishing hot our buffalo wings in this establishment are killmonger had some good ideas slash thanos just wants to go camping these are not hot takes these are both practically canon at this point yeah you, you gotta you gotta come correct and you gotta come a little bit hotter than that to make this stuff go okay yeah that's everyone who tweeted at us like i don't like comic book movies well like most people on earth haven't seen them this is not also, a hot what the take fuck are you doing following the shutdown full cast account and acting like you have some discerning taste in pop culture <laughs> well, I think... what the shit is wrong with you no that I actually think... makes perfect sense they don't like something that's put a lot a lot of time and money is put into it and is very popular <laughs> they like this show oh i don't oh, like you things don't that like are wildly profitable. okay we, we should probably not convince them to like this thing that places so much emphasis on continuity. This so is this is more of the Spawn movie of podcasts. <laughs> One thing about this prompt <clears throat> that I think it crossed over outside of our usual audience and was it pulling did, in all thanks sorts to of that randos. One English dude, oh, no. Whoever let other football into our the, show. Well, there was a bunch of those. I mean, there was a bunch of people where they're like dropping in to say like, I oh, think, he, I he think, unleashed I think fucking Iron film Man Twitter. Sucks. And, and like, you look at their like, account... Well, so if we're if we're, we're in the, the middle Buffalo of like wing, prompt Twitter renaissance, which just did slash did not help. If if it's like the Buffalo Wing heat index and like the mild is like, I think Killmonger is actually right, which is literally confirmed at the end of the fucking movie. If you think that is a hot take, right? <laughs> <laughs> which the director himself has said. Black Panther himself agrees with you. <laughs> This is not a hot take. Yeah, so, like so that, yeah, that's that actually that's in. actually something that oh, like Oh, you're so brave. That's actually something Ryan Coogler has said. You're fucking on the straw record. panther. So we have, if we have that as the mild take, let's go all the way to insanity, all right? Here is the hottest take we got today from a longtime devoted listener and fan of the full cast, Mike McCahill, who has written for several um, I think he pronounced English that McGillicuddy cuz he's British. I'm sorry, yes. Uh, Sir Mike McCahill, the first of his name. 
his hottest Marvel movie take is, grown adults <clears throat> all-consuming obsession with these shiny plastic distractions is one reason there are Nazis in the White House and the UK risks being thrown over a cliff by well-to-do arseholes. Woo! Woo! I'm British! Look how I said ours! Woo! That's a God. fucking hot take, okay? This little yeah. Iron Man one is bad. That's not a hot take. You just don't like a movie. And you're incorrect. Marvel did Brexit. That's the take, right? Yes. Yeah. That's the yeah. Take. You better bring <laughs> yeah. the fucking thunder. Okay. <laughs> yeah, listen. B- BTUs start at 50,000, okay? <laughs> Only up from there, all right? We're talking like... We're talking like heat you can't get in American homes because it's technically not safe. That's what we're thinking about. All right. Well, can we evaluate the, the legitimacy of that claim? No. Okay. No. Um, well, I mean, is... Improv it, partner Holly Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> no and. By Nazis, do we mean Hydra? Mm? Sure. Because uh, Hydra's no, gone. Hydra's gone. Captain America summation. killed it. Marvel did Brexit. Well, all right. <laughs> I mean, I will, I will put it this way. That's as good an explanation as any I've ever heard. See? That's the most efficient Disney... Never mind. Is Brexit just like a God. plot hole? Yeah, it is. It like is. In, in the story of Earth, people are watching like, are they ever going to tie this up? Like, Are we in the... Are we in the Trump White House in the current MCU continuity? When's the last we time we've seen a president? And I can explain why. Uh, okay, never mind. Okay, there was a president Spencer in just Iron gave Man three that could melt steel. <laughs> Wait, who was the president? Who was the president in Iron Man three? Some yeah. white guy. And no, the, the vice last, president was the, a different oh, white guy. His name is like Jake Ellis. The last elected official I remember was Gary Shandling. Sure. No, Gary Shandling was like a senator type. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. The that's the senator. that's the last elected official I remember being in that in those movies. Which, damn, what a superb senator, no, Gary Shandling! What a fantastic president, president for that there's matter. The, um, so the, much the dude who's not Pete Postlethwaite and the plane with all the Iron Man rescuing. What? I um, <laughs> yeah, it was President White guy. <laughs> I absorbed these movies. I just assume the president in all of these is is Donald Trump. So, <laughs> like that's no, it's better if you be a assume Marvel Gerald president, Ford. right? Because the president in Marvel movies is always doing something like, "Hey, you know what we need right now? We need to make a weapon that's going to destroy humanity and uh, give it one key, just one key. That's it. Oh, lost it to Doctor Doom. Crazy, weird. Same thing every two hours and screaming at a hole in the sky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, that's see uh, i think this is perfect actually this all adds up so that's our when we're establishing baseline i don't know that's that's around where we want to start yeah so, when we're going for baseline lunacy you better be coming at us with like yeah so we each get so we each get like i was a $50 gonna have an example but then i was like ant-man's an anti-vaxxer and i'm like oh god he probably is He's so a good get, dad. We each get like $50 <laughs> gift certificates for the first uh, Brooklyn journalist that comes up with the MCU predicted the Trump presidency post next week. Because that's oh, happening. Uh, it's probably already happened. Oh, God. We can find if it. I swear, if I search Twitter right now for that picture of Thanos and the caption <clears throat> he's running. Here's the problem. I'm going to set the over under at like 1600. This would require that journalist to not think about Harry Potter. So... Oh shit! Yeah. These, are politi- these are political journalists. Remember. So. <laughs> Hello, it's good to be back. Um, the the local. We'll start with our our own sort of homegrown in-house fire theories. 
Yes. On Marvel. Um, I, I'm going to let, because he's our guest, I'm going I'm to let Stephen. Ryan, oh. Pop one first. Yeah, I mean, Ryan is a guest, but. Yeah, so thank you, uh, Spencer. Jason Kirk and I had a discussion this morning in which we, uh, I saw Captain Marvel uh, in the last 24 hours. Um, occasionally I see like what I call the off-season Marvel movies a little late, right? So like your Ant-Man and Wasps and your Black Panthers and your Captain Marvels. And Jason and I figured out this morning that this is actually the most NASCAR of all the films in the MCU. And before anybody tries to stretch their brain around the concept of modern feminism or tries to apply any actual... When you say most NASCAR, do you mean like this is the most Days of Thunder movie? Holly, here's what I mean. I mean a superhero. I mean a superhero got their powers from shooting a live engine with a pistol and standing too close to it. (laughs) This is what I mean. Also, let's not forget she is literally a troop. Also, her entire emotional arc is built off of an argument with her father after a go-kart race gone poorly. This is every extended family argument I've seen in Bibb County, Georgia. This is retroactively Rel- undercutting my own Captain Marvel take, but I'm here for it. Yeah, so no, this, I, I like this, this. Does this make Jude Law like the racing team owner? Yeah. Um, He's, yeah, he, absolutely. British Richard Childress. <laughs> so think about this movie. If Richard as Childress like, diddled a whole bunch of nannies. Jesus. How does she spend this movie? Who's to say? She hangs out in the desert and uh, in southern states. <laughs> yeah, and the Gulf Coast. Yeah. That the Clinton presidency is filled with alien shapeshifters. This is this is this is like Fox News. This wet is the dream. movie. Yeah. Don't. It's it's 1995. Whatever you do, don't trust the government. They're all out to get you. This is a rough day for all those. I don't care if people are black, white, or purple crowds. Love the military. Hate uh, refugees. All we want to do is take money and build a super weapon with it. Gets out of L.A. as quickly as possible. Fucks it up as extremely. And if if you are listening in California, you do know that when you leave L.A. for these hypothetical like desert towns, they are extremely red, right? So yeah. If it, 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 she goes to a military town. Guns N' Roses fan. Eh, she goes to Nellis, basically. Do they come up with a fictitious name in the movie? I don't remember. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Mel it's like an, Tillis. It's like an Air Force. Bro. The California town of Mel Tillis. <laughs> I prefer the Bayside of Mel <clears throat> Tillis. Um, what the hell? It is essentially... I, I waited the entire movie. I waited the entire movie for some sort of angry. All of this stuff that I absorbed for six weeks about this film, and it was just, it was the most NASCAR dad MCU film I've ever seen. There wasn't a stitch. Was I, I didn't see any feminism. She just happened to be a woman who, again, one more time, and I've read every comic book in the world allegedly, shot an engine with a pistol and stood too close to it. Dang, she's probably an Earnhardt. Like at the end, there's the there's the Fox News Trojan horse of like, oh, actually, she likes to save refugees. She thinks that's a good thing to do. So like, I don't know, maybe that's what they're mad about. But like, and and Jason, how does she achieve her supreme power? She pulls the restrictor plate off. <laughs> this 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 British some bitch was telling her she had to, she had to limit her powers, so she shot a British man. I don't give a shit if I go into the air at third turn of Dega. We're gonna win this motherfucker. And that's that's the end of the movie. Also, when challenged to a fist fight, she shot a man. Come on. Yeah. Uh, that's that is the best debate me, you coward moment that I've ever seen on screen. 
Yeah. Also, can I t- can I put it this way? Man, what what's more redneck than waking up in a blockbuster video that you fell through the roof of? Looking waking around like, what decade is this? And what decade is it? Damn. I went to that Blake Shelton concert last night and the rest is a blur. Got an ass tattoo that says jeans, truck, shirt, cutie. <sighs> Again. <laughs> you don't need two of those. Now, is the problem that her uniform, her, her costume colors at the end are too Jeff Gordon? And it's no, not. It's she not literally the- repaints no. her car. She <laughs> no. repaints her fucking car in the film. She, she repaints her car. And can I remind you of where Jeff Gordon's from? California, y'all. Oh, yeah. DuPont 24. Working. Yeah, remember, that was the big cultural issue with uh, with Jeff Gordon. They were like, mm-hmm. he's from California. Which and I'm like, buddy, if you only knew the parts of California. Listen, he's from a part of California <clears throat> where I won't get out of the car. Yeah, come on. I think the ultimate sort of thing here is that this movie, a lot of people focused on the marketing of it and assumed it would be like, you know, this big overt ham fisted feminism type thing. But like there are a few moments where you can read in like, you know, there are references to institutions, you know, telling people not to be themselves. Like I think that's a consistent theme throughout the movie, but the actual subs, the actual things that happen it's, it's America as hell. Just like general, basic Republicans should be all on board with it. America. Constantly carrying a concealed weapon, I might add. All right. Are <laughs> Across we ready for my states. take now that Captain Marvel is bad? Sure. Hey, I don't appreciate your tone. Hell yeah, Holly. Give it to him. And, and yet. And yet. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I taken taken everything that Godfrey is is bringing into this uh, as agreed. By the way, I did not respond well to this movie, and I couldn't figure out why. And so I went back last night to see it again because I kind of hated it, and I couldn't figure out why. And now I know why. It is what you see as the Captain Marvel movie is actually the back half of a Captain Marvel origin story. And the front half of the Captain Marvel second movie where they learn that their great quest is actually an ignoble pursuit. And I wanted to see the first movie. I wanted to see her testing weird space planes in the desert with her Louisiana bestie and Annette Bening as a crazy alien scientist. Uh, I wanted to see all kinds of like desert dogfights between these badass two lady pilots uh, who weren't being allowed to do shit in the Air Force. So instead they get to fly space planes. Um, I wanted to see her beat up dudes on a course at the Air Force Academy. And then at the end, I wanted to see her get shot. You shoot an engine with a pistol and get covered in blue goo and become a magical alien. And then you come in, you save Infinity War, and then in the second movie, you discover that your quest is a big thing. That that whole Kree refugee subplot, that's an entire second movie that you tried to fit into like a third of the first movie, kicking out all the kick the tires and light the fire shit, but with ovaries that I wanted to see anyway. It's also so, um, that- Four words to recap. Too much Jude Law. Yeah, thank you. You get like one scene with them. You don't know what their relationship is. I got one serious uh, critique of the movie, and it's this. One of the villains is Siri. Yeah, but it's an inning Siri. It's Siri. I'm okay with a condescending American beauty in Ed Benning as my Siri. That'd be a fine relationship for a little while. Yeah, but that's not a villain. 
Now I just want a Chris yeah. Cooper oh, series. Oh, listen, if you want to go through the Marvel movies that don't have villains, like Oh my god. Where to it's fu- the it, it is the one oh, legit argument. Are, are we ready for Jason's or are we saving that for last? It is it is wild. the We'll get there. God for God forbid I be earnest okay. for a second. It was the one legit thing that poor DC fans could stand on for a while was how bad the villains were in these films. Until recently, they got a lot better though. Um, Holly, I think my take is that they my take is that they fucked up this rollout, and I wish they had done two movies instead of the back half of one movie and the front half of a second completely different movie. I think uh, because I wanted more fighter piloting. Holly, I think part of the problem with the second movie that they I I kind of agree with you, not entirely, but that's fine. I think part of well, the problem I'd be terrified that, if you did. I know we can we can never do that, but it's. There were definitely times watching Captain Marvel where I was like, is this a Star Trek movie? Did they trick me into watching a Star Trek movie? Because that's... Yeah, definitely we know has, how I feel about Star Trek. It definitely has feeling... There are moments where I'm like, oh, I don't know. This is a Star Trek movie, y'all. You tricked me. I don't appreciate that. The green... It really wasn't the green blood or the time travel or the, like... the. I you know, want desert fights. No, it was, it was just the, it was, it it was was the just twist. <laughs> it was the turn. It was the, we're actually refugees looking for... Uh, that's a Star Trek movie. Which is a great twist for the second movie that is, like, critically reviled but ends up... Or critically reviled, that is audience reviled but ends up being, like, the critical darling second part of the trilogy. It's such... To, to say not... We haven't even covered the funniest part of this movie, which is that... Um, I know a couple of us were talking about this on Twitter earlier this week that Brie Larson had to like act out her character in Captain Marvel while her character in Infinity War was still being written. Yes. Other and way so around. She's, yeah. Other way around. Yeah, that's what I mean. Shot, the the yeah, movie that the came out first. later was shot first. Yes. Yeah. And so she's just kind of basically having to guess at everything she does. And she's a fine actress and she's doing a fine job of it. But like, I'm like, while you guys are having all these continuity problems, just just make another movie. Just just make it the second movie. Let her be a fighter pilot for a minute. Also, we're supposed to believe that Jude Law is in an authority role over her and didn't grab her ass. Yeah. I don't I, I think the movie suggests that that's a strong possibility. Yeah, no, I, I think that's in there. But, Maybe that's but just but me reading Jude Law. They're, they're, they have like 45 seconds to establish yeah. this relationship, so it has no stakes for It's later. like when Hugh Grant shows up in Paddington, you're like, oh, he's done some shit. He's touched, yeah, he's touched <laughs> half the cast. Wait, where do you think Hugh Grant has touched Is Paddington being groped? Is that what we're talking about? No, 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 no. Pat- y'all, Paddington. Y'all went there. I'm just saying, the minute Hugh Grant... Oh, okay, that's my frame, fault. I'm sorry. Look, yeah, Paddington so, Deuce yeah. is yeah, better we, than... it. Fight Me Paddington Deuce is better than any MCU movie. I'm just saying, whenever Hugh Grant comes on screen, you're like, oh, that guy's had some issues. Whoever that guy is, you're just like, ah, oh, that's sketchy. All right. And whenever Jude Law comes on the screen, I'm like, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Cold Mountain would like a word. Spencer or Ryan, do you have hot takes? Because I have a feeling mine is uh, going to yeah, be Jason the hottest. Has to go I, I'm sure Jason mine is does have to go. I don't think mine is as hot as yours. So, Spencer, you can go where I can go. I don't care. Uh, mine is this, that the most uh, emotionally complete story in the entire thing is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's oh, it. Wow. Yeah. No, the okay. most, like, seriously. Speaking, the most of, emo- speaking of William Faulkner, Jesus Christ. My daddy was yeah. a, I my daddy was a planet. I rewatched this like <laughs> a week ago. The end of the last five no, man, minutes get, of that movie are a disemboweling. No, you got it. Like, no, that's that's real real. Like, like, that's the problem, I think, with Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is that, like, you're like shit. This is in my life already. I don't need this in a movie. Is this just because you want Marvel. you wish Kurt Russell was your dad? 
Yeah. You don't know that Kurt Russell yeah. isn't my dad. <laughs> well, just wait in a second when he's glorifying Doctor Strange and listen to his reasons why. Yeah, come on. How disappointing I mean, was it to find out that Star Lord was from Missouri? <laughs> that's, it, that is that is so much. Chris, it explains Chris Pratt. Uh, it it does. Although if I told you like Chris Pratt's from like you know he's, he's from Seattle, isn't he? He's now he's like like suburban PNW. So like yeah yeah yeah. It, it all starts it all starts to scan when you get that right. Um, no, it is the most seriously. It's it's to me that's the most complete movie with the best emotional arc of any. Of the Marvel movies. I know it wasn't the first movie. Like the first Guardians of the Galaxy is like the first time. But a big part of the first Guardians is like the surprise. Surprise, right? Yeah. yeah. And then they, they come off in the second one and they get every single one of those characters in an emotional bind that is like almost too real. Where you're like, ah, you know, this is this is almost too much for a superhero movie. And if you ha- if that was your critique, if you're like... Yeah, man, I don't know if I need to get that like emotional or that that conflicted watching a comic book movie. I'd get that. I mean, I loved it. I mean, at the same time, too, this is happening while it's like, okay, so you have to put a bomb in a god's brain, and the god is your dad. Okay, yeah, cool. cool. And and the brain is a planet. And the brain is a planet. That's all. By the way, uh, one of the emotional anchors of the movie is uh, an animated alien raccoon thing. Go. And, and, so and they make it work. Yeah. And as and soon Sylvester- as you do this, you are now mortal. Yeah. And Sylvester Stallone shows up and oh, like God, he's the eighth. Right. He's the eighth like least probable thing in the scene. You're like, oh sure, whatever. <laughs> Shit, Rooker. like fine. Yeah, stop by, slide, it's fine. Rooker that's, gives that's, like five minutes in that movie that just fucking kills me. Yeah. No, 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 man. Last <laughs> the last like five to ten minutes of that movie. The as soon as the fucking Cat Stevens song kicks in, yeah, Dude, the, the, the B plot puddle. Michael. Michael Rooker, who by the way is just like James Gunn's bro, so he puts him in everything. The yeah. villain from the villain from Mallrats gives one of the most emotionally affecting performances in any one of these twenty ass movies. The B is plot nuts. is so much better than the main plot in that movie. Yes, like, yeah, I am oh, so without a not doubt. Interested in anything to do with Kurt Russell, and so much more interested in everything else that is happening. Yeah. Yes, but movie. consider consider the sheer luxury these movies have at this point that they're like yeah what are you gonna do i don't know man i'm just gonna have kurt russell swan around in a cool coat and act like a god so the see this is and this is what i'm saying is the breathing room that i wish they had given to captain marvel who got shortchanged a badass fighter pilot origin story yeah because like all right this is this is what i'm this is my fate my argument in favor of it right like if if you need more convincing the the mass child murder all right there's that um (laughs) There's also this. Sure. Sure. There, there's also this, that that it is the movie that uh, the payoff. Remember the first one, it's kind of cute that Star-Lord has, you know, oh, cool. He's got a mixtape of cool songs from like the, from AOR no, and MOR Radio in the 70s, right? Of, there's a moment at the end where they start to kind of put their thumb on that resume. Yeah, wise. that's the best part is that, you know, normally you're like, oh man, that'd be cheap. And they're like. No, no, no. Let's let's put our thumb on that. Let's press that and see why he's got that in the first place and why, like, they take something which is a very simple element from the first one, and they press it and they p- apply emotion to it in a way that makes it devastating. And that's that's like, and, and to me that actually carried over like the like the heaviest parts of <clears throat> Infinity War, when you go, oh man, look, Quill, he's he's like doing such a stupid thing. I'm like, no, he would do that. 
because yeah. emotionally he's a really screwed up dude. Yeah, but I will well, say he found too, out he had so 500 dead half brothers and sisters. Yeah, if you fa- if you found that out, also it's Kurt Russell. You're like, man, I thought Kurt was cool. He was in Captain Ron. <laughs> now I gotta find I was gonna out say he's that some just kind of crazy genocidal my... maniac. Oh. Which we've all been there. For my this ruins overboard for like me forever. Dave Bautista just absolutely owns Ooh, it. Too far, man. I know. So there, that's my that's my hot take. And <clears> if y'all go back and watch it a second time and disagree with me, then that's fine. Don't but go. Don't. Go so that second watch. One thing about that is based on the public response on you know when we put this out to our listeners, there are people who like if you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking what Guardians Two is great, everyone loves it. No, no, there are actually lots of people who don't. No, lots and lots of people who don't. So one person said the Guardians ruined the entire MCU because now everything is a big joke. Which, okay, that's a fair point. Yeah, I guess are, you could you make. I disagree. But... For that? Go away. It's a, it is it is a mess of a movie. I, I get that it has some good emotional resonance and there are some good performances in, in it, but it is a mess of a movie. Wait, Guardians One is a mess no. of a movie. No, Guardians, Guardians Two. two. Guardians. Oh, okay. Guardians. I you know I used to think so, and rewatching it last week, I. I've kind of no. Come I'm telling you, it holds. It. it holds up. Like way, I really have come around on it. It holds up way better than I imagined, and I liked it the first time. So I, I really did not. This was the source of a lot of disagreement between uh, the Atlanta office, and I've come around. Once on again, it. though, just like Captain Marvel, it stands for redneck stepdads. Like there's there's a <laughs> lot of Florida panhandle in these films that doesn't go recognized enough. Um, my hot take: Nick Fury really just didn't do his job. You get to the end of <laughs> you get to the end of Captain Marvel, and it's all like the Avengers Initiative. Here's here's the the uh, word perfect doc, okay? But then you think back about all the work, and you know Captain Marvel is supposed to be like, okay, well, if there's one of these people and she's not here, we need to go find more. The work that Nick Fury and I guess we'll put it on all of Shield at this point did a- after that point was try and find. Um, <clears throat> Captain America's frozen corpse, which a good job, but b that work was kind of already done for you, so I think that's only like a partial credit thing. Uh, b yeah, Howard, b <clears throat> you did successfully get Iron Man involved. It took a little while. That's fine. That like I'll count that as a as a like good recruiting tool on your side. See the Hulk. Yeah, you did eventually get him involved as well. Thor literally just fell in your lap. There was no scene where you like talked to Thor and said, <clears throat> you know, you need to be part. He just showed up because you had his his uh, his brother. And that's and he it. Came back expressly to smush Natalie Portman. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it was and, girlfriend there. And the other two members of your team have no powers. What's, have no powers whatsoever, and are just sort of like shield employees. So this whole like we said this at at one point we I think we said this in in an EDSBS post this week but at one point during our rewatch, uh, one of us turns to the other one and was like wait Black Widow is just a lady who kills people yeah like the, the fuck whole, yeah the whole speech in the first Avengers film that's all like the idea was we take Earth's mightiest heroes and but and at the time it's like yep cool we're getting the team. But this team kind of sucks. It kind of sucks, and two of the best parts of it, Hulk and Thor, like, what did you do exactly at this point? You you preyed on an emotionally uh, frayed man in Bruce Banner, 
And again, Thor just like shows up when he wants to. That's it. You didn't really recruit him. It just happened to be that his brother was Wait, the big bad. Ryan, Ryan, what is your hot take like in capsule form? Like, what the fuck was Nick Fury doing for decades? What, okay, this what is a was he doing? That's a good question. What was he doing in between the end of Captain Marvel and let's say the end of the first Iron Man. I think that's where he first appears. Please say he's just been hanging out at a cat cafe this entire time. <laughs> so, my yes. favorite part of Captain Marvel. Are the two possibilities that his job was to guard the sacred pager until uh, <laughs> Apocalypse arrived on Earth? Or I think the I think the funner thing might be what you're getting toward is that like he was trying to recruit all along. Like he was he was recruiting like uh, oh my god, is Nick Fury Charlie Strong? Like, like I just figured Nick. Fu- I just like he, picture he, Nick Fury constantly going to Professor at Professor X's school, and they're just like, "Listen, man, no, we're not buying it. Go away. Stop it." I think so. I think what's canon is that every movie made between 1995 Captain Marvel set and uh, 2008 Iron Man, every single superhero movie, Nick Fury tried to put together a team. <laughs> Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Uh, Nick Fury tried to play Chris Evans at uh, Fantastic Four or whatever. He, and, went to, and he wasn't really a fit for that position. Nick, Nick Fury showed up and was like, Daredevil, we could use you. Hey, Ben Affleck, Daredevil. No? All right. I need seven <laughs> different Spider-Mans. <laughs> then the Nick Cage Ghost Rider shows up and he's really, really <laughs> eager. And then Fury has to act like it's off. He's like, ah, you know what? We, we're going a different direction. Yeah, yeah. We actually, those funds got reallocated. Thanks, thanks, so, Please Nick stop Fury coming by the Nick office. Cage roll up and he says, there is no longer an idea. <laughs> yeah. We're good. Uh, we're actually really looking forward to an alien invasion. Please stop talking. Or wait, is this another, is this another point for like lib owners should love this movie? Cause like, that's just what happens when you put this in the hands of the bureaucracy. Look how long it took the government to build that. I have a more prosaic, uh, I think, boring explanation for what nick fury was doing does it okay. involve the cat no it doesn't involve the cat right, nick fine. i mean this is he's working a federal job right right you know what he was you know what he was doing the rest of the time sudoku he's just working like tax cases this is welcome to my dad's pronunciation of sudoku yeah i mean come sudoku. on yeah, i mean yeah he was sure doing some he was probably doing some sudoku so to be clear in, in your world shield is also doing like low-level federal legal enforcement yeah i mean what what makes you think shield was full-time you know how the you know how the feds work they're like right. well, furloughs in 95 I mean, there was a furlough he didn't do shit <laughs> oh yeah no 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 Daddy I mean, new gingrich right, what, new gingrich ruined the Godfrey's, hey the godfrey's had a skippy ass christmas 95 FBI no man nick, did not nick come Fu- through nick fury's going to essence fest okay i, th- I think we're that him. is a film I would watch. Yeah, wow. absolutely. The, the prequel, Nick Fury goes to Essence Fest. We're, we're pretty close to blaming Nick Fury for 9-11. <laughs> I mean, oh, this was... which one of the Avengers do we think did 9-11? Tony Stark. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's ultimately Hawkeye. Iron Man's <laughs> stuff. You think that, but it's Hawkeye. That's the... <laughs> Yeah, it's Hawkeye. It's a false flag. Yeah. I mean, if it's Hawkeye, that's like a local federal building. It's like some God. Iowa, I was gonna make Iowa that joke nature reserve to. type thing. Yeah, I was. A, I didn't want to make that joke, and I'm glad someone else. No, Haw- Hawkeye took watch, o- watch Hawkeye joke. took over a bird watching station <laughs> in Oregon. Yeah, that's Hawkeye refuses to leave government land somewhere. <laughs> Hawkeye that's where up he in is. A- that's entirely where he is for all these other movies. We're like. He's on house arrest. He can look a deal. Yeah, no, he's camped out on the Rangers with Clive and Bundy. Have they, I look, Hawkeye's they, made a compound of the Des Moines post office. Have they had that conversation with Hawkeye where they're like, listen, man, 
you, like your aim is great. Like you understand how wind. Like, what about a gun? What What about that? Of all the. <laughs> They do the one time they nod to this. It's actually really great, and it's like the one good Hawkeye moment in the entirety of these twenty ass movies is when he's trying to calm Wanda down. And Age of Ultron, yeah. he's like, "Hey, I need you to be with me right now because the city is flying. We're fighting a team of robots, and I have a bow and arrow." <laughs> and so look, it's, if if you read the comics, and I knew a lot, this was coming. No, here's what, here's what kills if, if me. What if what now? No, here's what kills me, because I know there's people listening to this, and they're like, oh, you know, I've read the Mad Fraction thing, and Hawkeye's, because he has, in the in the comics that are popular, no family, no government separatists, no neocon bullshit. I'm convinced like the that the entire Hawkeye MCU thing is a long prank on Jeremy Renner. <laughs> like, this is not the character at all in the comic. I really think, like, he showed up and was, like, a huge asshole, and they're like, all right, watch this. And all of a sudden, he's become this, like, just like through point of a dick bag through all these movies and the guy that we can't wait to die because it's not I like mean, any it's not like the comic have, stuff they at did all ed norton a lot cleaner than that well they, they, and that's the thing is though it, a seven picture deal by the time he got loud i feel like if ed norton was there it would like the hulk would be the shittiest avenger just because it would be their secret revenge oh no on he him. would because ed norton the entire time is like i've had better coffee when i was sitting in my hand-picked brazilian favela teaching william hurt the craft if you watch that Hulk movie, you can just see the contempt from everybody from like the gaffer to craft services on how oh, much beautiful. they hate that dude. It's beautiful. I think it pretty much ended when it was Joss Whedon in a room with Ed Norton and he goes, so I'm gonna, I'd like to do some rewrites. And Joss is like, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Eat it. Here's the thing, though, with Jeremy Renner. He knows Terrence Howard has first dibs if anybody else drops <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, wait. Take is I really miss Terrence Howard, and they should have just made it work because Don Cheadle is boring as Rhodey. Oh, sorry, uh, it's not Terrence that hot. I, I kind of agree with her. It's 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 the most flat of all the all the hero roles. But isn't, Don isn't, isn't that just the role? That's... Isn't that just the role? Like, what would Terrence How- Howard have done other than demand that War Machine have? I thought Terrence Howard was very funny in the first Iron Man. Yeah. I think the difference, if you go back and watch, you can see you get more of a sense of him being like Tony's almost a, a, a real counter energy to him. Right. Whereas Cheadle is is he just comes across <clears throat> as very passive in scenes with Tony. Hey, guys, yeah, like, I heard there's some exposition when, I need to give when they rescue Tony and the very first thing like, you know, Tony's like covered in blood and falls to his knees. And uh, Terrence Howard's like, how was the fun V? Like, that's his opening line. Right. I love also, I love that energy and I miss it so much. Terrence Howard, the thing about I miss about him is he's an actual crazy person. Did we know? Oh, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, right. yeah. we need yeah. more of those with this crowd. <clears throat> yeah, Terrence, like, I feel like Terrence, Terrence Howard and Jeremy Renner would have done something extravagant by now. <laughs> Terrence Howard's war machine is gonna be like blaring Anita Baker while he's shooting people. So like Can imagine I... imagine Terrence Howard and Mickey Rourke on set oh, in Croatia Jesus. for like Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, with I, with, might have with RDJ and it's like nope, nobody's insuring this. One. I just want listener, I want you to Google the words Terrence Howard math we're not going to get into it there's not time wait, wait, that's I a blessing know, for you i don't think i know this oh, you, have, you have to look it just, up later you, you gotta you gotta look all it up right. i i don't have time to do yeah. it right because it's, oh, it's, it's, it's a whole episode did i just itself. get milkshake docked no 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 no, 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 it's, no. it's math it's actual math what oh, yeah what well, also, it's not actual well, math, that's but. that's bad for me too can i remind every can i remind everyone of the only other choice i know of that they had to play banner when norton was out norton cut 
Yeah, there there was one. Once Norton was out, there was one other person than Mark Ruffalo they considered to play Banner. Talking about actual crazy people. Please tell me it was Christian Bale. Joaquin Phoenix. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah. yeah, not bad. Um, would have worked. Would have worked. He, he, you know choice. what? You know what? He would not have been been believable as uh, non-transforming Banner. <laughs> that would not have worked. And in, in Infinity Wars, be like, oh, I just can't find it. Really? You can't find the rage? Fuck that. <laughs> that's the secret. That's my secret, Cap. He turns back around and he's put on, like, a novelty false glasses and nose. The Incredible Hulk, Master of Disguise. I also, I also like that because then we would have all insisted that Johnny Cash was the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Which... Again, Frankly, yep. I sort of if you just there put, were moments if you put Cash's life over Hulk type behaviors, I woke up naked, not knowing where I was. How about uh, this? We take the scene, the much lampooned scene in uh, Walk the Line, where Joaquin breaks a sink off a kitchen wall. Just pretend that's the Hulk coming out. Hulk's okay? done quaaludes. That's I now I keep thinking of different ways he could respond to that's my secret cap. Like he turns back around and he's just got an enormous box of fruit loops. <laughs> I think it's time for this meme. <laughs> so I'm glad we're talking to Hulk. <clears throat> because if the subject is hot takes about the MCU and you're on the subject of is this movie good, is this movie bad? I think if you want to argue a movie is bad, the only way for that to qualify as a hot take is if you're talking, you know, if you're coming at me and saying, like, Ragnarok is bad, I'm like, okay, let's hear this one. You know, that's a hot no, take. We, we don't entertain those people. If, 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 if you say, you know, uh, Avengers 1 or Infinity War or, uh, or Ant-Man, you know, just anything that, like, is just clearly a good movie. If you come and say that's bad, it's like, all right, this is a hot take. The only two that you can do the reverse, that you can say this movie is good and it's considered a hot take, are the Hulk. Which, yes, we do have listeners who said, I liked Ed Norton's Hulk. I liked Ed Norton as the Hulk. I didn't see anyone say, I liked the Hulk movie. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, me and my daughter, we re-watched re them all, and that movie is boring as hell. Mm -hmm. I, cannot, I cannot stand for it. But so we found, the other we one. Found, we found the, un the unreachable take. Yeah, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> okay. However. It's like, never mind. Go ahead, Jason. Let, let Thor, this on us. Thor 2, Thor the Dark World is good. All right? Oh, boy. Here we go. So, here, hit me with what's the first complaint wow. everyone has about this movie? It is bad. Yeah. <laughs> let me See, just, just, hey, let me just say this. I'm, I'm, I'm the nerd. I'm the comic book guy, and I'm the Thor fan, and I... I'm just going to take three big steps away from Jason right now. Yeah, like, so I, this is all for I sure. I went but... back and rewatched this too because I was surprised and I was like, well, I, I re-examined a couple of the other movies. Let's look at this one. No, they no, made a PG. Here, here, The whole movie is that they still had the option on Natalie Portman's contract and they, they hired a Game of Thrones director to do a PG-13 Game of Thrones. And, the, like, and, I love and if Thor. I remember I love the Thor. operative issue is that there's an infinity stone in her blood. Yeah, bro. Okay. Yeah. This movie was so, made for okay. No, so, okay. right. This so movie this, was made for this, FX at ten thirty five Eastern. Is, is this contagion but a Thor movie? So the when I say good, by the way, I don't mean great. All right. If we're talking five tiers of MCU movies, I'm moving it up one. All right. I'm not From moving I'm not saying where? this movie is as good as Black Panther. Wait, what are I'm you saying, putting it above? 
Hulk. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm so saying this. We, wait, so is is Hulk the Yukon? Yeah. Of... So I'm saying okay. this movie is as good as say Ultron, Iron Man two. Uh, the just the oh the, Iron Man okay, 2 is yeah. good. Sorry. I'm fine with that. Yeah, right. Iron, this yeah, is what I'm yeah. saying. I'm not saying it's as good as Iron Man three. This is canon. It's it's one of the five, six, seven best movies in the whole thing. It's, it's about as good as Iron movie. Man two. Um, so the big complaint that I've always seen is that the villain sucks. They totally wasted Malekith, like Thor, one of Thor's most epic. Like Malekith right now is leading in the comics about a ten year run. A a a a, a, a they're up to like eleven realms now. This War the realms, bitches. It's like the super fucking metalist run of comics you've ever seen, and it's mm-hmm. great. Malekith is awesome. He's a perfect villain for Thor, blah, blah, blah. And they completely waste him in this movie. Why is that? Because he's not the villain. Look who starts the movie in literally in court, in God's court, in chains before God. Loki is telling God, I'm gonna take your throne. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck with the son of God the whole movie. Uh, and I'm going to end up winning. Guess what he does? He ends up winning. That's a fucking great villain. He talks shit the entire time. Every single person he counters says, Loki, you better not try and trick us. And he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and like there's a point where he's just meta acknowledging. He's like, I bet you have a great line about how I shouldn't trick you. He tricks everyone. He goes along on this quest just so he can die an honorable death just so no one's looking when he wins in the end. That's a great villain. Uh, just call the movie Thor and Loki. That, that's a great of, villain in the comics that is not anywhere apparent in the movie. Everyone likes Loki. Everyone likes Loki in this movie. That's what everyone, everyone likes. Says. He's arguably Hiddleston. overcast, honestly. Hiddleston yeah, that's the that's yeah. the problem is that Tom Hiddleston's too likable. You're like, yeah. oh yeah, that guy. Exactly. Exactly. Because so, he here's my Thor. point. Here's my point. Everyone watches this movie and they say, well, this movie sucks, but Loki is great. Also, the villain is bad. Those things don't line up. <laughs> You like the villain. You think the villain is awesome, and the villain wins. This isn't the only reason I think this movie is good. I think it's change the title. Take it from Thor: The Dark World. Dark World reminds you of the virtually uh, indiscernible dark scenes where you can't. You know, it's just complete mud, pitch black. Change it to Thor and Loki. Title the movie Thor and Loki. Boom. Suddenly, we're not thinking of it as it's as bad as the Hulk. And I'll admit, it has obvious glaring flaws. Like, all the Earth stuff is boring. <laughs> the stuff with Jane is boring. She has a fucking Infinity Stone in her body, and she doesn't actually get powers. Also, what <laughs> a waste of Kat Dennings. She's funny in this, too. She's funny in this movie. The, uh, no, the, like, su- the Swedish professor guy is funny. Yeah, everyone says this movie is super dry. And, like, um, everyone says this movie is super dry, and they, like, completely reinvented the character with Ragnarok, which I, I love Ragnarok. But the, I, seed, the I think seeds that of comedy lets us were there. I forgive everything that came before because it finally took them three movies to figure out Chris Hemsworth jokes. Thor's Thor's friends suck too. Like, uh, oh god, there's okay. Thor's friends suck because they gave Kenneth Branagh the first Thor movie, <laughs> and they're all like, huzzah! That 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 has my favorite casting of any comic movie ever because everyone's like, it's like ten Shakespeare actors and a Best Picture actor and a Hemsworth shall lead them all. <laughs> like honestly, we are so lucky that they did not have Kenneth Branagh self casting in that movie. Because we could have had a very different Thor. Yes, he would have been. Oh no, he would have been Odin. He would have been Odin. Guaranteed. He absolutely yeah. would have fucking cast himself as Thor if he could have gotten away with it. Uh, which the thing is that, that they <laughs> no just, Kenneth Branagh is one thousand percent that bitch. He would be. He would say like, "Oh, I, I can go on a Nordic Listen, track for two is, weeks." Y'all, like, y'all I went to drama school. Why Let me tell Thor, you about Kenneth Branagh. Why is Thor wearing baggy shirts all the time? Loose tunics. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's been an unforgiving I, see, year that's for the body. I forgive, I forgive Thor one a medley of sins because I'm just like, they gave Kenneth Branagh a Marvel movie before they really knew what they had. Those fucking morons. Thor's real strength is his courage. <laughs> I think there's a quote where Natalie Portman, they're like, why did you do this? She's like, it's, 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 it's Shakespeare Thor. How could I not do this? And I think that sums everything up. Yeah, yeah, that that makes me lose a little respect for. Her. It's it's did it's more Ford, just like she just is so weird. How could you, you not observe it? Also, she she just didn't want to say the money was fucking great. Yeah, you know they were a very they were very afraid of of doing it light the first time. Also, and, and also now in hindsight, they should have done it light. Spencer, it was a project George Lucas wasn't attached to. Of course, she was going to do it. You got to realize she yeah she came off of seven years of Queen Amidala. She couldn't feel pain at that point. Yeah. yeah oh, George true. Lucas isn't here, and I don't have to wear this fucking stupid hair and makeup. Yeah. I have I have an accessory or sub take to this, which is that Thor is a he's a sometimes he's a sometimes food. He's a spice, not Thor the dish. Right? Like you know when because do you know the expression sometimes food? This is what you tell kids when they're like, "Hey, why can't I live on taffy?" There's a like, whole, there's a whole thing, Sesame right? Street song. Yeah. Cookies are a some, sometimes food. Right, right. Just shows you that Sesame Street is full of lies. Exactly. Um, so they yeah, do, like, they do help. make Cookie Monster sing that song, which should be a lot more like existential. Yeah, it should be clear that he's like they should have made that like a hostage video, like so, Cookie Monster sure. holding today's USA Today. <laughs> So the sometimes food is Hulk because this is what Joss Whedon got that nobody else did, which is that you need about like you need you can't do a whole Hulk movie. You can't really do whole like I, I know there are people who disagree with this. In order to make a really cool Hulk comic, you have to do some pretty insane shit, right? Like you have to have Hulk fight God in order to have a really cool Hulk comic. You have to have Hulk like outlast everyone in the universe and end up fighting mutant cockroaches to make a really cool Hulk. In order to make Hulk really cool, you have to put him on another planet. You can't just have like a Hulk chilling out movie because it's just, it doesn't work. I, I, I can't explain to you why. I'll leave that to somebody who's more versed in, you know, character development than me. But that's, it just doesn't work. You need like about 3% Hulk, right? He's salt. He's essential to the story, but you don't want too much of it. I think this is all like this. He's kind of Wolverine is kind of the same way where like when you just make a Wolverine movie, you're like, Oh God, Jesus, he's depressed. Okay. We we, we just make a Wolverine movie with a guy from Broadway. Who's shouldn't be fucking Wolverine. He did. So all you do is make a Wolverine time travel movie. That's true. That one did work, but that's because it, it allowed him like, it wasn't just Wolverine. It was more like, it's hard to make a standalone Wolverine movie, and it's hard to make a standalone Hulk movie. Is what I'm saying. Thank God, thank God they created Old Man Logan because that motherfucker was two years away from pitching a fucking Wolverine musical. Oh, that movie musical. also sucked. It yes, thank you. The fucking he I was know. gonna look. He was gonna pitch a Wolverine musical. It was gonna happen. And, and now we are <laughs> deprived of that for fucking ever, and I will never get over that. Actually, I think his PT Barnum musical is a Wolverine movie. <laughs> Like Wolverine, Wolverine if he owned people. <clears throat> right. And then it just all got sour when he's like, well, when I had is to that watch that like 1920s. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he, had he was watch... around. Yeah. He had to so watch all this... between world wars is all right. I had to watch the bearded take. lady die. <clears throat> I guess that is my hot take. Logan sucks. It's sad. Oh, Logan... Mm-hmm. oh yeah. Logan's real, real bad. I stand alone in defense of Logan. I thought yeah. Logan was fine. 
It sucks. I, got, I loved I'm it. over here on the island with Godfrey where we are right. I got it. I like I like I got... the, the, the dude from ER, Eric LaSalle, like the, the fifteen minutes on the farm that makes no fucking sense whatsoever. It was nice stop. to see Eric LaSalle. It was He's very got nice a very to see pleasant face. Well, I hope you and you and Godfrey. I like how we're on. treating this like a you know, a chance encounter <clears throat> at a coffee bean. You and Godfrey you know, have God fun going to well. see Aquaman too. You guys love great time together. Um oh shit, we did see Aquaman together. We did see Aquaman, yeah. <laughs> Aquaman was uh, was a mess, but we're not talking about dumb comics. We're talking yeah, about Marvel. YouTube fan edit for two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are there fan edits? Please don't. No, do it, that that movie was a YouTube fan edit for two hours. You say that like it's a bad thing. Um, do how do have... you mess up Jason Momoa wet? That's all I'm saying. That's how they should have marketed the entire film. Wait, do we not like they Aquaman did. either? That is I what love they Aquaman. Did. What that, was the, that was the fucking movie. Aquaman. Okay, I will say this about Aquaman. Unlike. Uh, some recent Marvel movies that I was mad at. Aquaman was exactly what it said it was going to be. I'm yes. sorry. I'm sorry. I brought up DC movies and I shan't do it again. <laughs> no, you brought up the good DC movie. <laughs> okay. Is it is it time to uh, is it time to road test some of the How hottest takes our readers? How long have we been recording have? and we haven't even gotten all the way through all of our? I mean, I think yet. we've got time for. Some, I think we've yeah, got a little we're bit through of time. Ours. Let's see what the public has to say. Yeah, because um. I wanted to. Boy, y'all have some opinions, and as usual, we regret hearing those. Yeah, there's some, there's some extremely good ones in here. I want to start with one from uh, Scumdog zero three three one. Oh, that's. I love how you can tell by the handles whether they're one of ours or whether they got roped in by British indie film Twitter. This is this is a good one. All right, Andy Circus's claws, my favorite bad guy in Marvel, and they killed him. Also a bit of liberal guilt for absolutely loving the white guy in Black Panther. I'm really just using this as an excuse to say that Andy Serkis was absolutely yoked as Claw. Like, yeah, jacked. He got, big. he got big. People don't talk about Andy Serkis as Claw because it undermines that Killmonger had some good ideas because that's in the scene where Killmonger shoots his girlfriend in the face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. So Andy 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 Clawface is kind of tainted by uh, association. With yeah, because Claw's supposed to be a real bad dude in the comic, and all of a sudden Killmonger shows up and does that, and it's like, oh, I'm just trying to steal metal, huh? It's not so bad. I like that whole museum sequence, though. Yeah, it's, it's good. Fun. It also gave Claw gave you some great tips on how to commit crimes. <clears throat> like now we know to leave our crime scenes much more scattered out so they don't look professional. Thank you, Claw. This Andy is also Sir- how this is also really fed into the Miami Spring Game pun. <laughs> There's uh there was another really good uh, Black Panther take from Oshman Bob on Twitter, and this is a spinoff of the obvious acknowledgement that yes, uh, everyone agrees Killmonger's uh, goals were right. How he you know achieved them was that was the problem. From Ashman Bob, the only reservation I had about Killmonger's program was that he was trained in America and thus was really likely to fuck up a war of liberation. (laughs) (laughs) He's literally an American soldier. What more did you expect from him? Like Amazon would have ended up in charge of Wakanda. Like, ah! Opportunity zones. Subcontracting. Uh, Another one from our friend Matt Berry 05. Should have killed Vision. Is the got the gotta let them score a touchdown right here of the MCU? Well, like, listen. When we blame Thor for wanting to look 
Thanos in the eye while killing him when we blame Star-Lord Peter Quill for acting like the asshole we have always known and loved. We are overlooking that Captain America fucked up worse than anybody because he didn't unplug his fucking computer yeah. to save the universe. Like, why? Dumbass. Why is why is that not even? Isn't shouldn't somebody be having the conversation about like, hey guys, this is not a people. Like, I know he acts like a <laughs> this people. motherfucker who was born in 1921 is like, dude, leave my computer alone. <laughs> like, I I would have I would have appreciated it more if they at least had that conversation about like what is sentient life like even if they do it just a little bit but they're all just like well no what is sentient life can like, we bone it in Scotland by, by this lo- by this logic if Teddy Ruxpin had an infinity stone in his forehead we'd be like we can't kill him no Teddy okay, Ruxpin <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin is part of this team I think so you guys already answered this thing debate uh, if you are if you are forgiving Peter Quill for uh, fucking up the Thanos situation, do you also not have to forgive Scarlet Witch for not killing her boyfriend sooner? Your boyfriend is a computer. He's the not a wasn't real even man. his girlfriend. We were on a break, Kevin. I think I was, you guys already answered it because any man born in 1921 doesn't want you to touch his computer. Uh, by the way, oh, about yeah, viruses. <laughs> like, have you ever like when I go to my parents' house and the Wi-Fi things like taped to the screen and to, to nope. the compact monitor? Don't don't yeah, turn, like, don't he's turn the, it off. I got it just how I want it. He's the in viruses. the middle of a record-breaking solitaire run. <laughs> in a joke, in a joke. In that, my like, day, sweeping mines was no joke. In the joke that like. <laughs> In a joke that 35 people will get, I, I just hear that in the Fensler Films G.I. Joe voice. Oh, turn off your computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you had to do, Cap. Oh, just turn off computers. Turn off the fucking computer. Uh, that would have literally been half the fucking battle. Yeah, and then you know what happened after that? Every, they looked up and everyone was on fire. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, do, I do wish when Thanos had appeared on Earth, he had said pork chop sandwiches. Pork chop sandwiches! <laughs> I like that even Vision was on board with this. Vision looked up and he said, I'm a computer. <laughs> no one believed him. Hey. Yeah, that's that's that and uh that and if that the other line from that that I think Thanos could have shown up was it's body massage time. Body massage time. Like like massage when they time. when they bring Vision to Wakanda, they should everybody in Wakanda should just be just kill the fucking we also, have yeah we, this is on Shuri too this is on everybody there Shuri should just be Shuri should just be like you have like uh you know this is Windows ninety five we got way better shit over here what are you doing we'll build you I'll a build, fucking robot I'll build idiot. you a new robot this is uh, we'll build you a new boyfriend when you watch when you rewatch <laughs> Infinity War for the second time this. Oh, it's hard to get over. <laughs> this would be an amazing. This would actually be an amazing other scene for introducing Scarlet Witch to all her other dating options. Like imagine, Im- imagine Scarlet Witch goes to Tokyo. Imagine, no, I'm saying you send Scarlet Witch to Mbaku. Imagine a Star Wars. Oh, okay. Imagine a Star Wars where Luke Skywalker allows the Death Star to blow up a planet to spare C-3PO's life. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> This all just feeds into the modern moron. fantasy of a of of like a woman just be like, you know what? I'm just gonna f- kill my boyfriend, and put him on a USB drive, and we'll just suspend it until then. <laughs> oh we'll my rebuild God, a better model. Perfect. Godfrey, we've told you not to bring your personal life into this. <laughs> no, this is my personal life. Yeah, I was giving Holly the volley there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Um, all right, I have one from... was getting a little thin this week. I have one from at Dr. Yellow. Stanley cameos are bad. Um, well, he's dead now, so... Good. Congratulations. You got your wish, fucko. You win. They did okay, it. I have, they did, they I have one response dumb. to this that I might need Godfrey for, because there is one instance in which I agree with this. Yeah. Um, because whichever movie it was where they had him talking to the Watchers, and... Alex Papadimus and I about had a fucking panic attack because we were convinced they were going to have him play like the, the watchers were coming into the movies and that they were going to have Stan Lee play an actual watcher. I, I don't know if that was ever planned, but it would. No, no, it me. wasn't. But we were scared of it when we saw that cameo. That, that's the only Stan Lee cameo to which I would specifically object. That was Guardians too, right? Uh, yeah. it, was one, it was one of the Guardians. Yeah. I forget which one it was, but yeah. Yeah, because I thought they were trying... Like, at that point, he was really old in that story about how, hey, he's maybe being caretaken by a bunch of shitty people. Here's the fucking look. Here- out, and I'm like, oh, now you're going to give him a speaking part in the movies that's extensive? That's kind of weird and funny. Here's the fucked up truth. He's a super nice guy. He stole a lot of shit from a lot of people. And inside the comics industry, he's not as well loved as he is outside of it. And he, he turned like into this. Antonio. He turned into this Walt Disney. He's well, I'd say he was a little more charming than Mark. Um, but yeah, he he was not this beloved well, now, fucking yeah. icon at all. Not even close. He's kind of they combined all the creators in like the the greater public kind of combined all the actual creators into just one guy yeah it's all the credit for all of yes them. and it pisses a lot of people off because he he did parts of the creating but he was a fucking world-class appropriator i think that there are cameos that uh that they do very well specifically i'm thinking of the harry dean stanton cameo yes, yes sure. it, it's fun um, after a while it was redundant but it's whatever yeah. it's fine um i would uh I'm going to clear the air by showing I, this is the most innovative take we got. What do you mean innovative? <clears throat> it's from at uh, CCassidy204, a.k.a. Matt. Oh, hi, Matt. This is a humble, this is, let me tell you this. A yeah, humble, at this point, you don't have to say it's from Matt. It's one of our readers. Of course, that's your name. A humble name tag for a truly grandiose <laughs> idea. <clears throat> Thanos is going to crawl up Ant-Man's butt. Tell him. Uh, oh, shit. Go. Literally, he's, oh shit! He's gonna trick Ant Man into becoming big, and then do that. Run, yep. f- run from it, hide from it. <laughs> Holy fucking shit! Yeah, man. When like in- any of y'all who came at us with the uh, the very poorly thought through Reddit Ant Man butt theory, nah, we're on this now. We're on this <laughs> shit. This Fall is, behind, left behind. The best, you know, the best you, is that, like, you know, Paul Rudd would turn this into something comical, even as it was like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, guys! Are we getting to see his sidekicks in the security business? Because I like all those guys a lot better than Ant-Man. <laughs> T.I.'s going to save the world. <laughs> someone proposed, uh, I can't find the tweet now, but someone proposed that phase four of the MCU it's is just, just Michael the- Pena explaining things. Yeah, because <laughs> Michael Pena explains the first three phases. I would, I would watch two hours of that. <clears throat> I would watch so much of that instead of having to rewatch all these movies. I would much prefer this. I forget where I was listening. Michael Pena was explaining like where he came up with this character or where that... like style comes from and he was basically saying that he knew a guy 
I think in LA, who was just happy about everything and would always sort of have that tone about everything. So he saw him one day and he was like, Hey man, how are you doing? He was like, yeah, I had a great weekend. I went to jail. And it's like, what? It's okay. Did Godfrey's going to know who I'm talking about here. And I know that Spencer has heard part of this, uh, on, on Nashville excursions, but you know how every there's this very nice man who used to be a, a I say very nice because I'm about to make fun of him, uh, who used to be a Knoxville columnist who is now uh, a radio guy for the Titans, and whose kind of signature thing is, at least in my head, no matter what is happening, he always just sounds relentlessly chipper. Mm. Oh like, yeah, holding yeah. Titans. <laughs> Like he's calling, he's calling a penalty. Like he's there are no flags on the field, <laughs> and he's just and he's just always just like, hey, we're all just happy to be here, man. Yeah, like like this is the guy who's like, it's cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be clear, I've never heard him say anything like that, but I definitely wouldn't put it past him. Sorry, Mike. Man, there's a lot of places I thought the show was going to go. Mike Keith was not. <laughs> Yo, man, Mike. Mike I Keith. love to be clear. I love Mike Keith, and I wouldn't change a thing about him because what else are you going to do in the face of Tennessee professional sports? Totally uncovered, ninety-four yard touchdown for the Baltimore Ravens. No, it's it's the way he calls. Blaine Gabbert, warning, radio. warming up. Chop block, <laughs> Titans. Oh man, there's time. There's Titans in the movie. Y'all, I think we got time for like one or two more. Yeah, because I'm clearly scraping the barrel of my emotions here with <coughs> Titans in the movie. Uh, can I, can I ask? Can I ask? Fr- hmm, what happened to the audio there? I guess. It's too, it's too hot. It's too, too, hot for, too hot for the internet. Have, have we, have we lost drank. containment? Ryan, hey, we buddy. lost you right after you said, can I ask? Oh, sorry. Please um, ask. Kind of funny. Well, I, so Jason, you have been rewatching. Have you completed your rewatch at this point? We have. Okay. Ooh, I'm almost there. This is this. My question is, <clears throat> was it worth it? Like, did my my hunch is that they actually have done. <laughs> you, you, you you said what did it cost you? No, no, it's just like. <laughs> People people have been talking this people have been talking this week about like oh wow they've done such a good job like making self-contained movies but they all tie together and part of me is like did they or did we just sort of like agree to go along with it like I mean it's not that hard to follow their comic books no but have they actually done a like is there a cohesive thing that you see like spelled out over all of these movies or is it just like, yeah, there's enough connective tissue in there that we can. In retrospect, I wish they had made like six fewer movies about the Tesseract. Right. Specifically there, are, there are other stones. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I think individually each movie, uh, my daughter and I both, we both liked every single one of them more this time around than we did coming in. Um, one weird exception to that was Spider-Man, which were it, like I didn't, you know, I, I think it's fine. Really, really, I think that's one Spider-Man, that I thought got a lot better on rewatch. Yeah, totally. I think Spider-Man in ISO, away from the big broad MCU stuff, is great. But Spider-Man, when you're like, all right, we're almost done. We got Black Panther, Ragnarok, Infinity War coming up, and you got this cute little Spider-Man story. 
it felt like a real like okay we're killing time here it's like um, some lemon sorbet between courses, but I think the I think the villain reveal near the end of Spider Man yes. is one yeah, of the best perfect. things it's, the it's whole great. series. Yeah. It's, like yeah. not the not who it is, but who he is. Like yeah. I had kind of forgotten about that, and that's that's I think maybe the best reveal that any of the movies have ever done. There's a lot about Spider Man that's really, really, really well done. I think just the placement of it, it's if you're not really in the mood for like a a, a fun sunshiny dance break and you, you really want to get to the really 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 good shit you know um, well, that one's keep in mind also that the spider-man movies are not totally within their like coordination and control because they're sony i mean they basically are at this point but, no no they talk- like sony just moved the next one <clears throat> This where we so they're, they, they're still kind of subject to the whims of another buddy. <laughs> no one is going to talk about Venom, except for me. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. Woody Harrelson? Anyone know? <laughs> that, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You should, Venom. No, I'm, you shouldn't see Venom, but you should uh, go on YouTube you and find that. This Correct. Harrelson. You should do Correct. that. Somebody, wait, okay, that shit's coming, Harrelson y'all. Is in this and now I need to see it. But also, <laughs> someone described Venom to me as... Ryan, this might have been you. As like, imagine if they made a Wario movie where you were never allowed to say the word Mario. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I can't really see that. Jason, I want as the most comic books. Jason, have you seen Venom? No, okay. I think I think there there's uh, I think Godfrey still probably outranks me as the most comic. Uh, all right, book. So I paid to see most, Hellboy as, this weekend. As the most comic book savvy person on this podcast who hasn't seen Venom. Who do you think Woody Harrelson plays? <laughs> I just want one guess. Jonah Jameson. Um, uh, sure, I'll go with that. J. Jonah Jameson? Okay. Uh-huh. That I look, I, I look forward to you finding out the, the actual answer to this question. Okay, Wait, I'll... is he playing like a known character within the universe? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. A, mm-hmm. major, a major character in the Spider-Man Venom universe. I will okay. say, I will posit this. <clears throat> it may be the most unfuck casting ever. In a comic book, but though. they can't. Is he, is he is he is he Carnage? Correct. The movie's not. What? Hey, the wait, movie's not going to be good. The movie's wait, not going to be wait, good what? at all. Are you serious? Hold on. He's yes. Cletus Cassidy. He's Cletus Cassidy. <laughs> well, now Holy I have to see shit. the fucking yep. Venom movie. So what you're trying to tell me is Venom rules? <laughs> wait a second. For 30 seconds after you take a pee and watch the credits. Yeah, at the very end, Venom rules. Yeah. Yeah. As bad as that film is, and it is inarguably shit, and you can just see where Tom well, Hardy decided to show up and be like, you know what? Fuck a script today. The I've decided I'm going to go with an improv. To give Tom Hardy lines in a film. The Michelle Williams wig work is the most embarrassing oh, part. So, God. so means- here I was hoping Woody Harrelson would show up as Adam Warlock, and I find that's already been topped. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That, mo- <laughs> that movie is going to be Warlock, so yeah. bad. And so insanely good at the same time. <laughs> because no poor bastard comic book movie director that they line up for that thing is going to be able to rein in control or even catch the attention of Woody Harrelson. <laughs> this motherfucker is about to make a documentary. I can't wait for that piece of shit. 